Thank you so much for joining me on the Grow and Grieve podcast. I have my sweet friend Tasha here with me. Uh, we go to church together. That's how we met. And I would love to hear her story. Oh, thank you for making me want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> like you're about to cry. You're just like, you're like, eyes are ready. Oh, no, no, no. I was, like, I was just ready. <laughs> thank you so much, Stephanie, for having me on your podcast and to share my story about grief. So where should I start? Well, tell me a little bit about your story. Okay. To start. So about my story, um, I've suffered a lot of grief growing growing up. Mm-hmm. My first memory was at um, six years old when my great-grandmother died, and I didn't understand death at that moment. I just knew the reaction of everyone around me was something crazy, mm-hmm. crying and wailing and falling over the casket. So I think that set in a fear in me. Mm. I remember being afraid. Mm-hmm. So the next time death hit was I was 13 when my sister lost her first baby. Mm-hmm. And then a year later, she got pregnant again and lost another baby, which I said I was responsible for. Mm-hmm. So I won't go into detail about that, but that was still fearful. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't have a healthy view of death, as healthy as you can have it, right? Right. So then fast forward, 21 years old, my mother dies. Mm. She was always an asthmatic, mm-hmm. always in the hospital, mm-hmm. but you never expect her to die yeah. because she always came back home. Mm-hmm. And she always had the testimony that God, you know, he's a healer. Mm-hmm. He's, he's your savior. Mm-hmm. He'll keep you. So it wasn't really expected that she was going to actually die. Yeah. So that's kind of my story in a nutshell with so from that my mother's death I'm 21 years old and now I have to enter life with mm-hmm. just not knowing anything yeah right so before my mom died like I said it was sudden I promised her I'd go back to school okay so she dies July 30th I go back to school the next month mm. to finish college mm. because that's what I told her I was going to do from that, I got to get my own apartment. Mm-hmm. I have to get my own car. Mm-hmm. I have to do all of these adult things that I'm totally not prepared for because I'm 21, but I'm really only 17, 18, right, right. <laughs> you know, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all of these things. I'm just not mature enough to handle them. Yeah. But what I learned in that moment was to sink or swim. Mm-hmm. And so I just started swimming mm-hmm. and I don't know how to swim well. So I'm just really like a duck. What do you yep. say? Their feet are moving, moving, moving. Yep. But I'm and I'm looking like I'm doing well and I'm accomplishing things, mm-hmm. but I'm really just surviving. Yeah. I think, honestly, so much of just grief in general, it puts <clears throat> us into that just survival mode. Like, we look like we're doing okay. We think that we're doing okay. But just, like, underneath the surface, we are just pedaling and pedaling and pedaling and just like barely getting by yeah um from a life coach perspective how does unresolved grief impact one's day-to-day life oh boy (laughs) (laughs) you don't think that it's impacting your life because Mm -hmm. it's like oh my mother died but I graduated college Mm -hmm. oh my mother died but I accomplished this I got Mm -hmm. a nice job so you think that you are doing really well Mm -hmm. but you're still in surviving survival mode right so from a life coach perspective it's like you have to acknowledge where Mm -hmm. you are and I'll be honest with you I did not know 
that I was in survival mode. My mother died in 1994. Mm-hmm. Did not know I was in survival mode until, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. 2021. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I just discovered, because sometimes you need language for things. Right. Now, I knew something was wrong. Yeah. And this is how I can pinpoint something was wrong all those years. I get married. Mm-hmm. This is a beautiful, wonderful time. I'm happy, but there's still a void there. So mm-hmm. I can't fully celebrate. Yep. I can't fully embrace. Mm-hmm. I can't fully just be happy in this moment. Why? Because my mother's not here. Yep. I remember graduating from college. It's like, okay, I promised her I would go back, and I did it. And this is terrible. Yeah. I hate this whole day. Yeah. This is a dumb day. Yeah. And I literally said that. I was like, this is... What's the point of all of this? Yeah. There was no point in it for me because my mother wasn't there. Yeah. Having my first kid, beautiful moment. Loved it. That was like one of the most peaceful times in my life. Mm-hmm. But my mother wasn't there. Everything led back to that. Mm-hmm. So family could be over. You're celebrating. Everybody leaves. At the end of the night, you lay down and it's like, man, I wish mama was here. Mm-hmm. Yep. I wish she was here to see this. Yeah. And then people see you and they're like, oh, your mother would have been so proud. Yeah. And that's well-meaning, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you don't know what I'm going. That statement, yes, it made me feel good, but then it made me feel bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? it's just a constant reminder that mom's not here. She's not here. So 2021, since the pandemic, mm-hmm. I decided to go to therapy. Okay. Because I thought it'd be fun. <laughs> who does that right right <laughs> me I thought it would be like oh my god this will be so much fun because I love anything psychology the mm-hmm. brain the mind how trauma affects like oh I have a bachelor's degree in psychology nice yeah I almost minored in it but it was going to require like three extra classes and <laughs> you were exhausted nursing school was more than I can handle as it was so I'm sure but yeah I have a bachelor's degree in psychology I'm a certified um, breakthrough coach okay I'm also a um, licensed minister so I have all of the tools in the things yeah. right but I'm still living with this this yep. void so I go to therapy and she's like hey you know tell me what are you here for I'm like oh I don't know I just thought it'd be a good idea <laughs> I and love she, that by the way <laughs> she's like okay nobody's ever done that before she was like so tell me a little bit about yourself what are your traumas and I'm like oh, I don't really have any like major traumas so I yeah. go into my story and she's like your life's riddled with trauma <laughs> It is. Yeah, but I'm like, well, I know how to juggle it. Yeah. So because I have all these skills, mm-hmm. I know how to survive. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I know how to make it through. I know how to make Tasha happy. Yeah. I know how to, if I'm having a bad day, oh, I could flip that joker around. Yeah. Tell a joke to myself and laugh. Call a friend who's funny because you have friends. I have funny friends. Yeah. Have friends I go deep with. I got it all categorized. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. Yeah. So. I have the categories too. <laughs> right? I'm like, okay, which one do I need today? <laughs> exactly. Which, what do you need today? Yep. That's still survival. Mm-hmm. Because nothing's resolved on the inside. Yep. So in therapy, she asked this question. Because we're trying to get to, because she start like, okay, you do have trauma. Yeah. Okay. It's a matter of where we're going to start with the trauma. Right. <laughs> so she, we get to my mother. Mm-hmm. And she says, um. Because, you know, I believe in God. So mm-hmm. let's backtrack. 
the night before my mother died, I had a dream. Mm-hmm. And in the dream, my mother said, I have to go. Mm. I'm going home. Mm. You're going to be okay. Always trust in God. You're going to be you're you're going to be all right. Always trust in God. And I woke up. Mm. So when I got the phone call later on that day, I already knew. Yeah. She was gone. So from that moment, my survival technique was trust in God. Mm. And that's what I did, trusted yeah. in God. So the therapist asked me the question, just because you had the dream and you trust in God, are you angry your mother died? Mm. And I'm like, well, you go through the stages of grief, right? the denial, the yeah. anger. I list all of them because I'm educated, right? <laughs> <laughs> You want her to know that you're educated. <laughs> exactly. I, I got this. Tell me something I don't know. Right. She was like, that's not what I asked you. Mm. I asked you, were you angry with God mm. or disappointed in God? And so with everything in me, I'm fighting those tears like, because like, oh, how, you you, how could you trust him and still yeah. be angry and disappointed about something you knew were, was going to happen? Yeah. That was his will. Yeah. Right. So in that therapy session, it tore all of that down. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I am. I don't know if I'm angry, but I'm definitely disappointed. Yeah. So I came out of survival mode just acknowledging that I was disappointed in God Mm -hmm. because not only did she die, right? Yeah. And she was a sweet, wonderful, wonderful. Because I can think of 10 other people (laughs) that God could have taken. (laughs) That he could have taken besides her. Right. Right? I'm not only disappointed she died. I'm disappointed she wasn't there when I graduated. Yeah. I'm disappointed she wasn't there when I got married. Yeah. Disappointed she wasn't there when I had my kids. Mm-hmm. I'm dis. You know, all this list of disappointments yeah. came. All those voids. All those voids that kept me in survival mode. Mm-hmm. So once I listed all that and wrote in my journal and did the whole come to Jesus cry moment mm-hmm. and gave my permission, gave myself permission to have those moments. Yeah. So. And I, I, I can't help but wonder, like, do we hold back because we don't give ourselves that permission to feel like, because I know it's hard to admit, like, I'm angry at God or I'm disappointed in God. Yeah. And so we don't want to give our permis- ourselves permission to, to think that or to go there. Yeah. But we kind of need to, to move forward. Oh, Definitely. Definitely. So that permission I gave myself, Mm -hmm. because I didn't even think about it, because I would always say, no, I had the dream. I know this is God's will. Yeah. And she would say things before she died, like, um, you know, when I go. She kept Mm -hmm. talking about it. And my mother was a faith-filled woman. Yeah. She's seen God's hand in her life Mm -hmm. over, like, I have her Bible and her testimonies written Mm -hmm. where they found her dead. Yeah. So she had died a few times before. Wow. You know, so I knew God had been faithful. Yeah. You know, when I was sick, she died. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking out the window in the ambulance like, she's dead. I just knew. Yeah. And she came back home. And I remember looking, like I just kept staring at her. And she was like, what's wrong? And I told her. And she was like, oh, I did die. I asked the Lord to send me back to raise wow. you, mm-hmm. to see you make 21. Mm-hmm. He was faithful. Yeah. I made 21 June 28th. Mm-hmm. She died July 30th. Wow. So it's like he was faithful. Yeah. So how can I be so disappointed? Right, right. She could have been 105. I still would have wanted her here. Yeah. So I would rationalize with statements like that. Mm-hmm. You know, 
she's not suffering, so I shouldn't be disappointed. Yeah. But in that session, I gave myself permission, mm-hmm. and I know it's only been a short time, but I can truly say now I'm thriving. Yeah. So both of my kids graduated, um, where are we, 22? Yeah, yeah. this year. <laughs> I'm like, where are we? They both graduated, one from high school, one from eighth grade. Mm. That was the first time that I was able to celebrate. And enjoy. Enjoy. And not, I was about to, I was getting teared up. Because it was such a great moment. Yeah. I was like, this feels great. Yeah. Now I'm mad I was cheated out of that all these years. (laughs) But it was such a great moment. And I decided to do what I wanted to do. Yeah. So if I was overdressed for the occasion, I didn't care because... This was a moment that I was like, no more limitations, no more boundaries. And I was able to say, man, mom's not here, but I'm grateful that everything she put in me gave me the strength to make it to this day. Yep. You know, I didn't give up even, you know, I did. I kept going. I kept moving. And I'm a bad chick. Yeah, you are. Hello? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. Because I created a timeline. This is an exercise. Okay. But anybody that, you know, a few little coaching techniques I use that may be listening. So I went and um, I created a timeline Mm -hmm. from the time my mother died. That was just the time I started. If there's some disappointment in your lives or whatever, you can start at whatever point you want to start at. Okay. And list all of your accomplishments. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I had did that on my own, not with what the, well, I told the therapist about it. And she's like, oh, that's great. I'm going to take that. So she took <laughs> it. <laughs> and I listed all of my accomplishments on the timeline. This year I did this. This mm-hmm. year I did that. Oh, I taught a class here. I did that. And I looked at it and I'm like, wow. So now I went a step further. What did I learn from that? Because mm-hmm. I was identifying my strengths. Okay. Because when you're just surviving, you don't see the strength that you have. Right. You're right. so focused on your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. You're focused on your pain mm-hmm. and what's going wrong because you get kind of a jaded view right. of yourself because it's coming from that weakness. Or right. you get a jaded view because now you're just too strong and confident. Right. It's right. no balance. Right. And so I did the timeline, all accomplishments, and listed all of my strength. What I learned from that, mm-hmm. whether it was good or bad. Because everything is a lesson. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And so that kind of gave me the the physical, tangible tool to use to survive and know who I am. Right, right. Right? So that's one so of the good. tools that I use. Yeah. I love that. And I go back and revisit it because sometimes you forget. Yeah. Um, and then I, I guess this is kind of going back because I asked the life coach question. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just like, got no, into it. No, no, no. I love it. I love it. How did... When you were 21, how did you navigate the loss of your mom? Like, not just, like, going to school, but, like, emotionally, how did you navigate it? Or did you do what I did and just stuff it down? And I was like, okay, well, we'll unpack this sometime down the future. (laughs) I think emotionally I let it out because I'm one of those people. I'm the youngest, so we tend to be crybabies is what they say. (laughs) We're not crybabies. We're just sensitive, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Um, I think emotionally... I cried, you know, a lot. Okay. I would leave class and go in the bathroom and cry and come back, and you know. Um, my faith in Christ, of course. Yes. You know, I had uh, older, I don't say older people, people that kind of, not, yeah, kind of was their proxy as okay. a mom. Okay. That I can lean on. I learned to never not talk about her. Yeah. So I'm talking about her all the time, whether you're uncomfortable with it or not. Yeah. So I didn't suppress that part of it. 
and then I had my family, but we were all like in our 20s, my sisters, we were all trying to figure out what just happened to our lives, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So emotionally, <clears throat> I think, I think I navigated well, <laughs> I would think. You're like, I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah. Um, so I leaned on my faith a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to say, I'm like you to where when those big life events came up, it was, it's that void. And I know that I still struggle with like Mother's Day in particular, because it's just for me, even though I have kids, for me, it's just like that constant reminder, like I don't have a mom. And I, for some reason, I always struggle with that day more so than her anniversary like her anniversary is coming up on Tuesday and and I I feel unfazed by that but for some reason Mother's Day in particular is just one day that I'm just like is it like going to be a good year or is it going to be a bad year is it going to be a year where I just need to sit in my bathtub and cry or Mm -hmm. is it going to be a year where like I can just enjoy the day like I for some reason this one day in particular I don't want to cry um, <laughs> no, we're talking I, about grief. I struggle. I struggle with that one day. What I did for Mother's Day was the first year I let myself have it. Mm-hmm. So all of the first mm-hmm. years, if you're grieving, let yourself have it. Yeah. However it looks, it won't look neat. I just, my thing was a Snickers bar, Pepsi, and Lifetime. That's back when <laughs> Lifetime was like popping. <laughs> I mean, <it's> <laughs> Which popping, probably wasn't a good choice. <laughs> especially at Christmas time. <laughs> Christmas time is different. But, um... The next year, what I did, I was like, oh, I got to do something different because this is not going to work every year. Like, this is not healthy. Exactly. So I decided to gift someone else. Mm. So I would pray about it and Mm -hmm. ask the Lord, what do you want me to do? So what that looked like was um, to celebrate somebody else. Okay. Um, I think the first year I wrote a poem Mm -hmm. for all of the people who may have lost their mother. Mm -hmm. And I asked, could I read it at church to bring comfort to them? Yeah. Um, and I would pray. Sometimes it was like, oh, buy that lady. I bought one year. I bought this lady something, some kind of gift, some flowers. And I didn't really talk to this lady. It's just I felt like God highlighted her. Mm-hmm. And she just started crying. Mm-hmm. And she told me her story. And she was still in grief. And it mm-hmm. brought comfort to her. Oh. So I decided to turn that day around and make it to mean something meaningful. Okay. Yeah, so I couldn't be robbed of that joy. Yeah. Because I wasn't a mother yet. I feel so bad for my kids, and I'm like, sorry, mommy's depressed today. And it's just like, not that I'm not thankful to be a mom. Mm -hmm. Being a mom is something that I've always wanted to be. But, like, for some, that's just like a a trigger day for me. Oh, we got to take that day back. I know. I'm like, we got to take that day back. Yeah. It's just like, I never know. Leading up to it, Lucas is like, so what, this, are you, well, what are you feeling for Mother's Day? Is it like a... Next year is going to be a different... Stay we're going to make that different next year for yes. you. Because to me, that's a, a thief. What does the Bible say? The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm-hmm. That's a thief of your day that mm-hmm. you celebrate with your children. Yeah. And you did have a mom. Yeah. You know, you didn't have her long, but you did have a mom. Yeah. So we're going to take that day back for you. Yeah, it's not fair. And that's what I had to do. Like every year, my sisters want to get together. They want to go to the uh, cemetery. And I get that. And people do that. Yeah. But I had to put the kibosh on that, too. Yeah. When I had a baby. Yeah. Before it was like, oh, I can go with you guys. And I never understood. I would just be around like, OK, I don't get this. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it's the, not the for whole me. cemetery thing. It's not for me. I'm not knocking you if you yeah. do it. If that brings you comfort, that's great. Yeah. But it didn't bring me comfort. Me either. So, I'm like, take me to the beach because that's where she loved to be. She loved San Clemente. 
And so before we moved here from California, like, that's what I enjoyed doing. Like, whenever I was, like, missing her, I would want to get down to San Clemente because, like, that's where I just, like, felt better, you know? Okay. And it brought you comfort. Exactly. It brought you joy. So we're going to flip that for you this year. <laughs> and you don't have it here, but you can no. create your own little yeah. little vibe and little yeah. thing to make it a more of a celebratory day. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't know how much life I got left. I can't do this every year. Right. And so the enemy likes to set up patterns. Yeah. Okay. Right. Cycles. Mm -hmm. Yep. So every year I can come back and torment her this mm -hmm. day. And yeah. we, we can't allow that because he has no authority. No. None. So I turned all of the days because my mother loved Easter. Okay. That was like her jam. Yeah. Holidays period. But Easter and Christmas were her big. But Easter was big. Yeah. Everybody got a basket. <laughs> it was like this huge. And so I just kind of flipped it around. I love that. And I do things that are celebratory that will bring me comfort, that will bring me joy. So every year around the anniversary of her death the mm -hmm. family would just be oh my gosh <laughs> it was like okay guys everybody yeah. wants to get together but it's more of a somber yeah. and so what I did for the whole family <laughs> I was like look <laughs> I can't do this anymore <laughs> hey guys instead of us being all sad and down let's celebrate yeah. Mama loved family. Yeah. She loved getting together and laughing and having fun. Mm -hmm. So we went to we started going to the beach. I love that. The lakefront. So it became our family day. Yeah. And we just all the kids running around and it turned it around for the whole family. Mm -hmm. So now July thirtieth, everybody's like, What what are we doing? What yeah. are we doing? Oh, I love that. Yeah. So just gotta turn those days around. Yeah. I need that. Um, so then what would be three takeaways? that you've learned through the whole process of grieving that you'd like to share for anybody that's listening? Of course, acknowledge. Mm -hmm. Acknowledge if you're disappointed, hurt, sad, mm -hmm. right? Acknowledge it within yourself. Acknowledge it with God and your support system. Yeah. Find support. Yes. Get a grief counselor if you need to. A close friend. You know, talk about it as much as you need to. Yeah. Explore your feelings yeah. about it. Don't shove them down. Like yeah, <laughs> don't shove them down. Explore, because they may be new feelings. Yeah. Right? So explore them. Yeah. And um, take your time. Yeah. Grief has no time limit on it. Nobody can tell you how long or how short. Yeah. Like, I was just saying, I think it was probably this week, thinking about this interview. Because we don't want to forget the person either, mm -hmm. right? Right. We don't want to forget them. No. So that's another hard thing. But honestly, since I had the therapy and came out of survival mode, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, the weight of thinking about my mother is not there all the time. Yeah. Oh, that makes it, that makes so much sense. Yeah, because it's like a, you know, a weight. Now, there are times something happens, I want to say, hey, you call mom. Yeah. But it's like, man, she's not here. But I can smile now. Yeah. And I give myself permission to cry. Yeah. If it's a sad moment. Mm -hmm. You know, I even left. I've suffered so much grief. Jeez, I, I won't even talk about that. My brother was killed 13, 14 years ago. Mm. And that was the moment, though. He was killed in a hit and run accident. Mm. So unexpected. I just had my son. He was three months old. Mm. And he had called me maybe a couple weeks and was like, hey, I'm going to come see. You know, I heard you had the baby. You know, I'm going to come see him or whatever. Never got to see him. But it was at that moment. God showed me how to grieve. Mm. He showed me, like he said, 
because I had just had the baby. Yeah. I had preeclampsia with okay. my son, so I was still dealing with all the high blood pressure, the medication. Yeah. Like, I was a complete, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm like, I was yeah. not in a good space. Yeah. Dealing with the health issues. It was just a lot going on at that moment. And I was like, God, what? How? How? What? I was, like, yeah. confused. And he's like, you can't handle this right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well. Because we only know one way to grieve, right? Yeah. What's that? Just cry. Right. And fall out. Cry and then just, for me, avoid. Like, okay, just, again, going back to the survival mode. Like, okay, well, this is just the hand that we're dealt, so we got to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> but God told me, you cannot handle this. Because mm. my sister, everybody was, it's a hit and run. Yeah. So everybody was in this space of, because it brings back mama's gone Mm -hmm. you know when one person dies it goes all the way back yep and so that's what it was doing for them Mm -hmm. i didn't have the same sentiments yeah so i didn't know what to do yeah so right so i'm like lord help me because i don't have this weight on me to like be bawling out crying so i'm like well did i love my brother so now i'm questioning my love yeah and the Lord was like, there's a way you can grieve in me mm. that I'll hold you. Mm. And I I'll, oh, it was such a deep supernatural moment. Yeah. He was like, you just had a baby. Your hormones are everywhere. You're still right. dealing with the illness, uh-huh. the preeclampsia, because I was still on medication. Yeah. You've been in and out, going to emergency room, trying to get this blood pressure down. You physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually can't handle this. Let me hold you. Mm. I'm like, what does that look like? Yeah. What it looked like was me there with my son watching TV if I wanted to. Yeah. But there's a part of me felt guilty. I'm like, oh, I feel so bad. My sisters are calling. Are you coming over? And I'm like, oh, I'm on my way. And they're crying. And so I would hang up, get the baby ready, put him in the car seat, and he would just cry and cry and cry. And so then I would get him back out, and the Lord was like, I told you. You can't handle this. Mm. I didn't tell you to go over there. Mm. You're doing what you think you know to do. Would you give me an opportunity to Mm. do this for you? Oh, man. And when I say he comforted me, Mm. I know it wasn't me. Yeah. Like, I know legit. (laughs) It was not. I I cried, but it wasn't that deep, welling, heart-wrenching cry. Yeah, like uncontrollable. Uncontrollable. And I was like, what is this? He's like, I'm holding you. I'm comforting you. Mm. And you will grieve your brother, but it'll be in my timing. Yeah. So now on a nice sunny day, he rode his bike a lot. I see somebody riding a bike. I might shed a tear. Yeah. But it's a tear with the comfort of Jesus knowing that he's with him. Yeah. My brother had some struggles Mm -hmm. and the Lord was like, you cried a lot for him when he was here. Yeah. And I did. I would cry and pray and cry and pray. And the Lord was like, I've taken him home to be with me. Mm. He's happy. Mm. You can be happy and rejoicing and knowing that. Yeah. So you don't have to grieve the way everybody else is grieving. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Pew. <laughs> Pew. That is, yeah. Wow. So that is so deep. It was that deep. is so deep. <laughs> it was deep. It's still deep. Yeah. You know, now, you know, like recently we just lost the church mother. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. What am I going to do? Like, you know, I'm waiting to jump in with my way of grieving. Yep. And he's like, you can celebrate Mama Dougie. Yeah. Because you know she's with me. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm going to miss her. He's yeah. like, yeah, you're going to miss her. I, look, I have so much grief. I'm like the grief poster child. <laughs> I hate to laugh. Sorry, that comes in play. Sarcasm. No, I'm the same way. Like, yeah. I, I struggle with 
funerals. Like, not because I'm over, like, emotional about it, but it's, like, the opposite. Like, I just... Don't know what to don't do. Don't know what to do, and then it's <laughs> awkward, and then I laugh, and it's not an appropriate time to be laughing. But, like, I know when my mom passed away, mm-hmm. we and anytime I hear bagpipes, I start laughing because the the guy that played the bagpipes was terrible. Terrible. And it was just all over the place, not in key, just mm-hmm. all over bad. And so I was recently at a funeral, and they played bagpipes, and it was just like... It just brought back my mom's funeral, and all I could do is, like, laugh under my breath and try mm-hmm. not to be disrespectful because it just reminded me of the bagpipes at my mom's funeral. So I'm like, I really have to be careful because I'm like, I don't want to be well, disrespectful. No. Why can't that just be okay for now? I don't, I don't know. I just feel like I, I should not be <laughs> laughing at a funeral. Well, don't laugh out loud when the people see you. But, <laughs> right. but if that's right now, that brings you comfort. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Yeah. But there's a different way in Christ that we can grieve. Seriously, it really is. He taught me that. You know, I recently had a great nephew that just died. Mm. He was three and a half months old. Oh, man. What do you do with that? Yeah. You know, but he just really comforted me. I cried and I wrote a poem. Yeah. You know, I I titled it um, Ashton, Our Little Warrior. Mm. Because he fought, even though he was three and a half months, he had surgeries and he was hanging on. But I wrote that poem, and it became, like, healing for me. Yeah. You know, that and I... therapy. Yeah, it was my therapy. So yeah. there's different ways that you can find yeah. to kind of, you know, and everybody's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. Yeah. Even though I don't... I want to be fine, but I yeah. don't because, like you said, should I be laughing right here? Right, like, right. Like, I just don't even question it anymore. Yeah. I'm like, this is how he's taught me how to grieve and how to do things, and that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all I have for you. Question-wise, is there anything that you want to add? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all. Okay. Um, Thank you so much for coming on this podcast. I really appreciate it. I just want to remind you that goodbyes are not guaranteed. I hope this podcast watered your life so you can grow and grieve today. Thank you.